anxiety, overwhelm, that's just an understatement of what's happening in our school system, especially in special education. That's exactly why I've brought Calm Strips, Lucy and Michael to the Special Education Inner Circle podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Witcher, and I'm excited to have this conversation with both of you today. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for as, having us. As am I. Thank you so much. All right. So let's have uh, just a little bit of perspective of uh, how did you end up at an IEP table or what's your experience with an IEP table? Because a lot of people might know what Calm Strips is, but they don't know that you have connections specifically to special education. Oh boy, do we. Um, I'll go first. Go ahead. Mine started a long time ago. <laughs> so I have five kids. Uh, three of which have IEPs, um, two for speech and one for, well, she's actually aged out now um, for ADHD and reading. So hers, she's my oldest child. Hers started in kindergarten when she constantly was getting bad behavior marks from her teacher. And I was, um, this might make me tear up just thinking about it because my kid's not a bad kid, you know? So I appreciate you. Um, so we, we struggled with this all through kindergarten, all through first year. When she went to second grade, she had a teacher that saw what was going on past the, uh, again, quote unquote, bad behavior. So she emailed me one day and said, Mrs. Fuller, I really think maybe you need to have your daughter evaluated. Um, and I'll be really honest with you. After that conversation, I was like, oh, this is making sense. I knew she wasn't a bad kid. She's, she's strong-willed, she's high-spirited, but she's not a bad kid. So we asked for an evaluation and it was not easy to get. We really had to you know, fight for what we knew was necessary for Pearl. And um, halfway through the year, we finally got her assessment, we got her diagnosis, and we started her IEP journey, which um, uh, one of her biggest uh, uh, opportunities was reading. She was uh, delayed in reading. And I mean, by fifth grade, she was reading kind of at a third grade level. And it was actually Harry Potter that caught her attention, and she was off to the races. So now she's doing great. Um, again, she has progressed out of her IEP. Um, but honestly, we wouldn't be, she wouldn't be where she is now if we hadn't gotten that and worked with her and her school and her teachers for many, many years. So that's it's the biggest process. Yeah. It's, oh, it always, really process. <laughs> it's always this long, drawn, drawn out, emotional process. Uh, Still you emotional. Know. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. How about you, Michael? Yeah. And I think, um, you know, I have uh, two sons, Max and, and Miles, and Miles just started kindergarten this past September. And he um, was recently identified as being on the autism spectrum. And I know that for me, like it, the, the hard part for me about the IEP was that um, at least my experience, like pre com strips, which is kind of fairly soon, is that, you know, to me, there's there's kind of like the people I would talk to be like that there was like a stigma attached to an IEP. Like, oh, you don't want your kid to have an IEP because if your kid has an IEP, then it's this whole big and it's gonna follow him. It's like his like his rap sheet or something like that. So and so I was like very like, okay, well, maybe like let's wait it out and see. Maybe you know, let's go, you know. And it was finally like we met um, you know, kind of an advocate who was like, no, this is something, this is something that's gonna be good for him, it's gonna help him, it's gonna, you know. Um, be able to um, kind of um, 
again, just kind of make sure he's getting what he needs in his classroom, in his school. And so we have going through a similar thing where, you know, we kind of went through an assessment and we kind of went through that. But um, I'll say, you know, and we were doing this all kind of during COVID. So it was kind of like a little bit, it took a little bit longer, but then also it was um, cool, come to this meeting. And then three weeks later, we'll have the other people who need to really be here because we can't all be in the same place at the same time. And so it, it was just kind of that, but I will say, you know, it's all worked out for the best. He is, um, he's, you know, doing really well right now as class. And I think that if he didn't um, have the IEP, like, like Lucy said about, about Pearl, I don't think he would be where he is. And he's progressing on a lot of things now, I think because he's in the right environment and he has the right um, accommodations. Um, so I'd be successful. So things that we probably six months ago would not have thought were gonna be on the horizon for him. So things like um, even potty training, which is you know kind of a, been a struggle, um, he's making like really great strides in this area. So um, for me, it was like kind of that apprehension going into kind of the IEP experience because I, I had a lot of kind of, um, I want to say bad information. It was all well-meaning when it was given. It wasn't like, you know, I, I think it was just, um, you know, kind of once I kind of saw what it really was and how it really worked, um, it ended up being kind of one of the most positive experiences, both for me and my wife, and then also for, for Miles uh, as well. Yeah. And that's that we work really hard in the master IP coach community to kind of dispel the myths that are out there and, and to not make IEPs a bad thing or a hard thing. They shouldn't be either of those. It's a tool. It, you know, it's really, you know, a growth plan is what I, I like to say. It's like, it's a growth and a support plan. And, and that's what we're looking to do is to help every child be prepared for their future. And I know I reached out to you guys because calm strips, if you, if, you guys are listening and you don't know what it is. All the links are going to be there. All the things uh, you're going to be able to find it. Like I said, we even have our customized ones that we send out all the time to calm, like to, it, all the time, all the time. We're sending them out. So if you've purchased a Master IP Coach toolkit, you've come to one of our Master IP Coach trainings, you've ordered a Master IP Coach swag box, you'll find a calm strip in there because calm strip, you guys have been fantastic in supporting our mission as parents, teachers, admins, and therapists in doing this work, in bringing this positive collaboration uh, together inside of special education. And I think it's so important for everybody to hear, like, it's not just a calm strip that comes in your box, your IEP box that's coming there. Like there's a, there's a thought behind that. There's a reason that we're connected to you. So I would love to know a little bit more about how calm strips came to be because we are actually uh, a few episodes ago, we were talking about small businesses in the disability community solving a problem and that, you know, having a business just to have a business is, okay in the disability community but solving a problem is so cool and that's where I would love to like I want to encourage more parents and teachers to to start their businesses and solve a problem and to do that so let's talk about calm strips and, and what problem it solves I'll let you start with your story <laughs> there you go um yeah but first uh, thank you for the the kind words I think you know for me something that is always important is like um before I started calm strips I worked at uh, well, Lucy and I actually worked together at Apple. We worked at an Apple retail store, and um, I worked there for about 13 years um, before starting Calm Strips. And I think the part of the story, like I always said, like I used to tie blue carpenters tape around my finger because like the sensory feel of it was 
um, something that I found kind of calmed me down. I don't know if you've ever been to an Apple store, especially on a busy day, but uh, just yesterday, like, I was actually, yeah, yeah, yeah like, <laughs> and it, I tried it, to like, I was like, how fast can I get in and out? Like I knew what yeah, I wanted yeah. so I could like, walk in, walk out. Right. <laughs> and I started, like, I started like the week the original iPhone came out. So I kind of started when I was like this, oh, this nice little shop and like, oh, they've got, they've got iBooks <laughs> and stuff like that. And then it became like, oh my gosh, like the, 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 the busiest place on earth. But like, I think something that always resonated for me because like, I'll be honest, like my last couple of years there, I wasn't like, I was like super excited about the job all the time. But like what always resonated with me at Apple is like the idea of like you're kind of doing something bigger than yourself, where it's kind of like, oh, you're helping people like, so we talk about lies like, you know, so that my phone has a camera on it and that's like a cool technology feature, but really makes what makes it great is if someone uses that to, you know, take pictures of their family that they would not be able to otherwise. And so you kind of tie into like this bigger picture idea. And I think like comm strips for me, like that's to me that like the thing that really resonates with me is like, when I started, if you said like, who is the target market for this? I'd be like, people like me, like kind of fidgety 38 year olds, that's like our target market. But I, I think like what we found though, is that like, so many people like yourself and people in education and therapy and, and places like that, we're like actively reaching out to us. We're like, we think this is a great idea. We right. think that this can help people. And like, we are always open to, we want to try and help if we can. And I think yeah. like, that's part of the reason I think why we've been able to um, kind of say, like have a good name or like, like get a good name in like those communities is because um, we, we kind of go into those interactions wanting to be, um, you know, wanting to learn, like, Always. you know, coming into those situations be like, cool, like, like, tell us more about what you do. Tell us more. And like, right. I think like, as we learn and kind of see how people are using comm strips. And um, I, I think that's kind of where, um, where it kind of started was it kind of started as an idea, but I feel like it's kind of grown into this thing where it's like, it's just kind of this tool that's being used in, in many different ways in many different kind of walks of life. Absolutely. Yeah, I will say one of the biggest um, communities that we kind of never saw coming, right, was the body-focused repetitive behavior community. So people that maybe have tillotrichomania where they pull their hair or uh, dilatermomania when they, dilatermomania. Dermatillo. Dermatillomania. Oof, girl, dyslexia coming in, uh, <laughs> where they pick their skin um, or bite their nails or something like that. And that that community reached out to us and we I don't think it was ever in our like our mind space to think of that as a community that would need this. And we had a customer reach out to us and she was like, this has really helped me. And we're like, oh, that's that's amazing. That's so cool. So we kind of leaned into that and we've worked with some really amazing foundations that are helping those people. Like we would love to just help as many people as we can. And so if we can help these foundations, we can help you with like, you know, spreading the word that IEPs are not bad. They're, they're actually really amazing tools. We want to do that because we know the struggle that is to have, you know, uh, anxiety, depression. We know that struggle and, you know, it's not fun. Absolutely not. But if we can make it any easier, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what we talk about IEPs and like, we could go to an IEP training that could be, you know, boring and a struggle and not fun. Right. Or we can make IEP trainings fun and we can make it, you know, engaging with that. And it's, I, I love that, you know, these are fun designs and that you've made it not an intrusive um, tool. So it's so discreet and it's so easily, you know, it's portable and it's just stickable wherever. Um, that is so important because every, every parent and teacher has had the fidget 
spinner <laughs> yeah. yeah or popper yeah or whatever the nut of yeah. corn strip yeah. <laughs> a lot of times always i'm sorry right, when we it. talk to teachers they're like oh these are really cool blah, blah, blah. and they'll you know explain to us why they think they're cool and we're like and they're silent and they're like oh they're silent (laughs) i think that yeah i think like the interesting thing is like we a lot of times like we're like i feel like we're kind of careful like we have this thing that i always say about you know other things being clunky and cumbersome and like it's become a joke because i say it like exactly that way like if they're clunky and cumbersome but like here like I think where not that we get into trouble, but I think where we where where it's really important to us is that if something's helpful for someone, we don't want to necessarily say like no, it's not like like that's not a valid way for it to go. And I think like we we ran an ad actually. What makes you think about is it, it like we got a really nice comment from a teacher. They sent us and they're like, I love these. They're so much better in my classroom than like a fidget spinner or a fidget cube and or like other fidgets because they're, they're quieter right. like all the stuff that we're talking about like their design they're like all the good stuff so we like took this quote and we put it like we asked her if we could use it we put it in this ad and it like had a comp strip on one side and a fidget um like a comp strip on one side and like a fidget spinner on the other side and like this is gonna be a great ad it communicates the benefits and all that kind of stuff and like the comments got so kind of heated heated that like oh, just man. because of people I, I, you like, know what everybody's doing right now because i know that my listeners are in like facebook world they're like mm-hmm, we know what you're yeah. talking about yeah. so it just like got so heated that eventually i was like maybe this like so if you look if you go on like our education site that graphic is there on our education site but i was like man and so it's like you know i feel like sometimes it's like you, you kind of want to put something positive out there but then some people will be like right. but yeah if it works for you go on for yourself treat yourself treat yourself but um yeah i think for especially for most classroom environments i think this is a better tool than something like a fidget spinner cube especially in that environment and also even better than something like velcro like a lot of people say well it's you know we use velcro and that's that's a totally valid thing to do but like especially like the hard half of velcro it's like it like can scratch up your like it's it's rough like i think we we have a good middle ground of of stuff that um it's it's textured but it's not gonna you have to worry about like hurting yourself on it or cutting your finger or scratching yourself or 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 stuff like that but throwing it um, across the room Yes, right. that's another. <laughs> I will say to your point, mm-hmm. right? In the classroom, calm strips are great. I am not going to diss a fidget spinner or cube or anything. If you're needing that stem, go for it. Hat, knock yourself out. But specifically in the classroom. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, the cool thing is, like Michael started this because he couldn't bring, you know, something out on the floor of a retail environment where he's a manager. Um, so having something that is both beautiful and discreet is, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah I love like, that. I love that you guys got a taste of that. Um, maybe I don't love it, but that you got a taste of it. <laughs> That's our disability world, right? Where we're very yeah. like, if this works for me, it works for me. If this works for you, this works for you. Like respect. Yeah. yeah. Just respect. It's yeah. totally fine. Well, and it's the same exactly. kind of thing. Like, like I mentioned earlier, I have a son, Miles, who's on the autism spectrum, and like for the first what year almost that we were in in business, I wouldn't. Like I wouldn't mention like mention him or talk about him or talk like because like my big thing is like I don't want anyone to be like well see he's just kind of You're taking advantage he's yeah. using so like I was like so now like I'm I'm more comfortable kind of talking about it um, because like we've kind of established ourselves a little bit but yeah I never want anyone to be out there in the universe and be like 
oh, you see, look at look at those guys. They're just taking advantage of like that. No, I'll tell you, Michael, in the last yeah. um, podcast, the business one that I said, I, this is how I frame it. This is just, these are these are my words mm-hmm. and how I put it, is I don't want somebody to start a business in the disability community for pity sales. Like, I don't want the pity sales. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's a, no, I want to solve a problem. So yeah, exactly. I get that, that you're navigating to make sure that your story is, is part of, the picture, but it's not the full why and that right. you're solving a problem in there. I love that. <clears throat> and I think a lot of times in, in, in this community, especially in the, the education kind of community, I think what ends up happening is that a lot of, a lot of times, like, I feel like the companies that are, that are selling into this market or talking to this market is they don't have a respect for the people that they're talking to and they don't have a, a sense of it. And like, so like a lot of times, like if you look at our ads and this is very kind of intentional and plus it's just, you know, I mentioned, I'm like, I'm an Apple fan, but like you'd look at our ads and you'd be like, you'd think they were like, I don't know if Abercrombie and Fitch is still a thing. Kids Ooh. still wear that? No. Uh, what are kids wearing these days? I don't know. Old Navy is Old Navy or something. <laughs> like, like we try and make it like, this is cool. This is hip. Right. And like, so like when people buy it, they don't feel like, oh, I'm just buying this thing that like, they feel right. like I'm buying this cool thing. It's cool. The right. kids think it's cool. The grownups think it's cool. And like the designs are part of that. Like just having something that, that, you know, when I, when people see my phone, like I have my comp ships on here, if they know about them great they know what they are and, and I can talk about it if not it's just like pretty stickers on my phone right. and and like I've had so many times like oh what are those pretty stickers on your phone I'm like oh those are comp strips and like even if the idea of comp strips doesn't resonate with them pretty stickers resonates with them and so like it's like one of those things where it's just like um it, it's find that right way to communicate a message I agree. and to to talk to people and I think one of the reasons we've been successful is I think we've addressed a lot of these markets and these people not just markets but like people teachers right. they're with like a respect I think that I, I think that they're not used to always having in interactions with 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 companies with like people like Lucy and myself right absolutely well, as I ramble on I go this I know I'm gonna ramble too if that's okay sure. if I may well you had said earlier uh, about I IEPs are not bad and, you know, trying to take away, demystify them. Um, And I think we've tried to do that as well. Like, yes, we're trying to solve a problem, but we're also like, there's always like root cause analysis. Like, why is this a problem? Why is it not more popular? Why is it not more in the, you know, the unconscious of everyone? Um, It's because we've had a lot of teachers say, oh, I just put Velcro under their desk. It makes my hair stand on end. I'm like, why are you hiding the fact that exactly, why are you hiding the fact that, you know, one, maybe all of your students need this and it's okay to need something to help you. So that's another reason, like Michael said, we make them beautiful. So um, I know uh, I just got this one put on my phone. And I love it. It's a little rock, a uh, little spaceship. And my six-year-old, my feral child, we call him <laughs> lovingly. He's like, is that a spaceship? I said, yeah, it's a spaceship. He goes, I really like that. <laughs> That's awesome. Let's do it, buddy. You know, so they are beautiful. And, you know, all of my kids know that if you need help, ask for it. Don't be ashamed of it. You know, kind of destigmatize the fact that needing help, having help and using tools are, they're not, it's not bad. It's actually very wonderful. And the fact that we can live in an age where, you know, even invisible disabilities are getting the recognition that they deserve. 
I love that so much. So typically at the end, I ask things like, what's something that you want to leave with parents or teachers, admins, therapists? And I'm actually going to sum up what you just said that like, we need to leave them with, like, if you need help, ask for it, please. Like mm -hmm. there, there's resources out there. It's so much um, that that's available and, and being ashamed of it is not helpful um, at all. So um, I want to thank you guys for being here and sharing your story and sharing about Calm Strips and the why behind it, because it is so much more than just a tool. There, there's a purpose. Um, so I, I appreciate, I appreciate you guys so much. And we appreciate you and our master IP coach community for getting behind our mission, um, and doing this, um, also. So, um, all right, I'm going to make sure that everybody knows how to get in touch with you so they can get custom ones or, you know, for their schools. I'm like, all the schools should have them, um, with their custom logos on them. Just like, I'm just saying, um, and, <laughs> right put that out there. Um, you know, again, everybody follow the links and, and find all the things, all the places where you can find Michael Lucy Calm Strips and, and find Michael Calm Strips on that, Lucy Calm Strips on that. We, we're, we're still small. We're seven people and we check our own email. So you're not going to get to like, uh, thanks know, for that, Michael. Our, our person. <laughs> well, no, like, you're not going like, no, I mean, like, to get to it's okay. Some my name's spelled weird. So you're fine. L-U-C-E. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, but yeah, you'll, you, you get one of us pretty easily. Yeah, it's true. We're know, easy to reach. We're easy to reach. Absolutely. And I want to encourage everybody who's listening, no matter where you're listening at, leave a comment. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star review and leave a comment there because the more that you comment, the reviews that you leave, it helps more parents and teachers find resources like Calm Strips. And that's what we're here to do. Thanks everyone. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Bye -bye.